Welcome to the Alumni Audio Lab. This is our issue number 10. The Alumni Audio Lab is the podcast of the OEAD, which is the Austrian Agency for International Mobility and Cooperation in Education, Science and Research. My name is Doris Bauer and usually I say in this podcast I talk with alumni who all studied or researched in Austria, but today is different. I'm very happy about that because it shows the wide variety of alumni we have at the OERD. My guest today is Dana Linkeshova from the Czech Republic, and she was teaching in Austria and still is. But what remains the same is that we want to talk about life, background and teaching activities. Dana Linkeshova made a Doctor of Philosophy in 1981 and in 1990 a postdoctoral degree in pedagogics at the Palatsko University in Olomouc. Yes. After that, she's been a lecturer for aesthetics and ethics in Brno, and in 1995, she left the Czech Republic for a year to stay and work in Australia. After that, in 1996, she came back to the Czech Republic, and since then, she is teaching at the Brno Technical University, and since 1997, at the Institute of Structural Economics and Management. Yes. And since 2008, she's visiting Vienna regularly once a year with a CIPUS scholarship for teaching mobility. She's teaching a course for management and leadership at the Technical University Vienna. Dana, I'm very happy that you're here. Thank you for coming. <laughs> Thank you for inviting me. Dana, most of your work revolves around teaching. Yeah. When did you realize that teaching is the thing you want to do? <laughs> You know, for me, it was very natural because uh, both my parents were teachers. It means my, my mom was constructing, uh, teaching something like that. Uh, and my dad, uh, he was head of department of pedagogic in the same university I'm teaching now. It means for me, uh, when I was very young, it was interesting just to, to watch them, to, to see how they are discussing about their students, about the problems, about, about things they are doing here it means for me it's natural like breathing so that's my second question um, is not necessary anymore because I wanted to ask what was first the teaching or the subject you wanted to teach but you know my first subject I, I hope to teach Czech language Czech literature and uh, some uh, uh, some sports because I used to do gymnastics quite a lot And my dream was to teach this to the, to the kids at school. But uh, when I, I didn't want to, to study gymnasium because I wasn't sure. And after 20, I would be prepared to go to the university or not. It means I've chosen to study librarian. And I had a feeling that I would have quite good background for teaching Czech language. And during this time, uh, it was uh, the law was changed, and it wasn't possible to continue in pedagogic pe uh, pedagogical faculty. Even I have done all exams and everything, uh, and they offer me okay, or you would be study librarian, or you can you can study theory of culture. You were not able to to go on because you haven't been to gymnasium before. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Let's. Skip a few years. Back. In 1995, you had the possibility to move to Australia for one yeah. year, which is literally the other end of the world. Mm -hmm. What was yeah. your intention for moving there? You know, 
I uh, always, me and my husband, we, we both want to travel to know other cultures, other people. But uh, I mean, an ordinary life. Yeah, not not to travel with with travel agency. Mm-hmm. And during the socialism time, which was quite important because till 1990, it was socialism. Uh, it means we have been able to travel to Soviet Union and to former socialist countries. And after the Velvet Revolution in our country, it was possible. But, you know, we had three kids and <laughs> uh, we wanted to teach them English but some natural way, not just not at school. Because, you know, I had been studying English for 20 years, but when my husband had some colleague and uh, asked me, okay, just show them Brno. And it was, it was I, I was very unhappy how, how badly I'm speaking English. And I, I want to have another, another possibility for, uh, for my kids and my husband as well. It took about two, two, three years just to arrange it somehow. And then we, we want to go there, a whole family. So it was not within some kind of program you just... Uh, it was it was program uh, for uh, international cooperation. My husband was just sponsored student for MBA. Yeah, It means MBA student. Uh, he is an economist. And we wanted to go with him. And an Australian government offered us to have student visa. It means my kids uh, could uh, go uh, to school and I could have work there. So that's how it came that you went there? Mm -hmm. What did you experience there? <laughs> you know, our expectation was uh, completely different because uh, before we came there, we have promised uh, with some company to have job there uh, for, for 20 hours per, uh, per week. And uh, when, when we landed in Australia, we found that the head of, of, this, uh, of this company, he passed away. And everything we, has, we have promised Yeah, it was not okay. possible. We had arranged uh, two uh, flat, yeah, mm-hmm. with two rooms. And when we entered to Australia, they told, but you have three kids and you have boy and girl. It's not possible that you live in, in only two room two flat. and uh, you, you have to have at least three rooms. But sorry, we didn't have money for it. We have only one scholarship. Yeah, it means for the very beginning, it, it was quite hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we have sold our car and everything back home, but it was not enough. It means, yeah, it was quite an adventure just to arrange a job and everything to be able to, to overcome it. And, yeah. and what job did you make then? I start with everything. With, uh, I have been working for Salvation Army as a volunteer. It wasn't paid, but it was first help, yeah, to how to arrange things. Mm-hmm. And because I'm scout leader, I work with a scout troop there. It was quite a help as well. And I, I start with uh, just delivering advertisement, with pizza, yeah, with uh, helping people to cleaning windows. And then I was cleaning lady and, and so on. And I still work as a volunteer at school. After several months, they were looking for someone just leading after school care. 
Yeah, and I, I won this this interview, and I, I was after school care educator, after school care coordinator, and from this time it was much much better. And when my when my husband finished the study, he had job as well. It means it allows us to travel through whole Australia, even to our daughter to go to Indonesia and so. <laughs> and you stayed for one year. Right? One year, yes. Yeah. And then you came back, and what? what no was one that? could understand why we want to return back. Because you have house, you have car, all three of your kids uh, yeah, are at school, you have job. Why you want to return back? And why did you? Because we are at home. <laughs> we belong to the Czechoslovakia, to Czech Republic. Yeah, It wasn't understandable, especially for people from former Czechoslovakia living in Australia. <laughs> ah, you met people there from former Czechoslovakia. Yes, yes of course. And they helped us very much. Yeah. It, it, was, it was great, yeah. But they were happy to be free in Australia and uh, they didn't want to come back? Some of them, yes, but their kids uh, were yeah. here for for their kids. They were home at, in, in Australia. Australia. Yeah. yeah, and it's not as easy. What came after Australia? I had enough time to to think about what I am to do, and I decided to return back to university because my dad he were retired these days. It means I start in the faculty of civil engineering, and I was teaching some managerial subjects like soft skills, like personal management, and and things like that. And it really really interested me, and it. It's quite close to the philosophy uh, from the point of view of personal development for basic principles and, and things like that. Yeah, It means it's not easy in technical university with these subjects. Yeah, But it's, it's quite a challenge yeah? and I like it very much just to look for the, the best methods, how to, how to give it to them, to my students. And they challenged me to do things which I have never believed I am able to. <laughs> yeah, because sometimes, okay, what is the criterion? Can you, can you please make picture for us how, how it looks like? Come on, picture. Uh, okay, maybe I can at least try. Yeah, and, and this is the way I'm, how I'm teaching and yes. I love it very much. You're now giving a lecture on management and leadership mm -hmm. on the Technical University in Vienna once yeah. a year uh, for quite a long time. Mm -hmm. And also your lectures at home, just as yeah. you said, are in the context of management in yeah. very different versions. What means management to you? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, for me... Uh, I think that it's necessary to start with leadership first because leadership, it answers the main question, where I want to go, what is my main mission, what are my values? Yeah, It means I think that those are the first question. But uh, is this uh, leadership for yourself or leadership like being the boss of someone? Uh, when I am, for example, uh, basing the company, I need to stay, uh, start with the same questions. Okay, what, uh, what is our mission? What we want to bring to our customers? Yeah, uh, where we want to be after 10 years and something like that. Yeah, it means just main direction to start with the end in mind. Yeah, it is leadership. And then 
we can ask management question. Okay, how to get there? The best possible way, the easiest way, the quickest, cheapest, and and so on. Mm -hmm. But but you're working when you're working with students. Do mm -hmm. they have already the leadership in mind? Because it, I think it's different if you work with students or if you work with companies who already established yes. themselves and. I think that majority of the people is not in a habit to, to start with the main question, why? I think the why is the, uh, like Simon Sinek, uh, to start with why. And because I don't think our school teaches us uh, very much asking this, this main question. Yeah, and I think that one of the mission, my mission in Technical University, no matter if it's in Vienna, in Malaysia, in somewhere, yeah, is to ask to start with why and where and then how. Because when I have really strong why, I am able to find how. Sometimes I'm doing some small exercise for, for my students. Just imagine that you have you are celebrating your 80s birthday and who is around you maybe those are relatives family maybe your colleagues yeah and they are remembering all your life till now it means uh, you have you have four main speakers there yeah first it is someone from family maybe it's your son daughter husband wife and and so on And they are uh, just speaking about how great father or mother you are, yeah, what, what you brought into their life, yeah, how you play with them, yeah, what, uh, how you inspire them, and, and so on. And the second, uh, second speaker, he or she is from your uh, job. And he or she usually tells, okay, what you have built, yeah, what, what you have done, what was your research, yeah, and how great colleague you were, what, what you were able, they, they were able to follow you and, and to learn from your work and, and so on. And the uh, third speaker, it's someone, uh, it's, it's your best friend. And it is someone who knows maybe even secret from your life, what you wanted to do when you were very small and during your studies, maybe you had some dream, maybe maybe uh, you have some adventure or something like that, yeah? Maybe some funny stories, yeah? It means it's just closest person to you. And the last, last speaker, it is someone from your community, maybe your may neighbor, maybe someone from your, uh, from your village, from your town, uh, maybe from your hobby. It's yeah, golf player. Yeah, maybe maybe someone who uh, yeah uh, are doing uh, maybe from uh, from the church, from some community. What you brought into the community, and I usually just give them some some time to think about this, to really imagine. Okay, I am eighty. Yeah, and I love those people. Yeah, how great they are. Yeah, and they are speaking. And sometimes um, I challenge them to think about what what they really want to hear from those people. Maybe this is something they didn't mention. Okay, but you still have some time to improve it. Yeah, it means uh, through this type of exercise, we are 
as a human being, we are all the same, no matter if we are technician or not, if we are black or white or yeah, from what country, yeah, because some of the greatest value we have, we have the same. When and where did you gain the knowledge for your topics you're teaching? You know, basically from my parents, of course, because my mom and my dad, they meet together in scout and pioneer movement during during just working for, for kids. It means my mom told, okay, when I first time met your dad, yeah, I had a feeling, yeah, it must be the great father. And he really was. It means it it was the first, yeah, and... I am a very happy person because I, I start on, on the shoulder of my dad, with, uh, especially with engineer pedagogy, because I strongly believe that we need uh, to have better teachers for technical sciences. And I am not a technician at, at all, but uh, the methods, how it's taught, This is this, this is that. You have to count it, yeah? This is right, this is bad, this is white, this is black. But the life is not like that, yeah? It means in the, in the 21st century, yeah? When, uh, when our teachers were educated, usually it wasn't uh, even internet. It's 20 years with, with internet. It's not long time. And... Uh, For for me, when I give, uh, when, when I did my diploma thesis, yeah, I have to go to the library to look for all information, to collect it, yeah, to select it, critical thinking, yeah, to choose what is the best, and and so today they just ask Google, blah 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 blah, blah and that's it. It has advantage, okay, you you are not losing time, but it has disadvantage. You are losing context sometimes. Yeah, it means we, we need to have new skills for innovation, skills for creativity. Small kids, I have six, six grandchildren. Yeah, when you are watching small kids, they are natural scientists. They wonder how it works, yeah, how it looks like. They are uh, able to work all the time for one thing, yeah, to, to know how it works. Then we start school every day. Maybe it's boring, yeah, with marks and with things uh, yeah, like that. Uh, those are people for whom it is okay. But I think, I believe majority of the people is not like that. Not me, yeah. I, I was very, very alive, <laughs> very, just just very active kid. Poor my teachers, <laughs> I was in a habit to ask for everything all the time. Yeah, just keep asking to, to know the answers. Sometimes they didn't have answer for me. And after, after the school, we are losing these qualities. And when we are in university, they want us once more to be creative. Yeah, to, to be able to, to ask and so, but we sometimes we don't have this intention to ask, okay, never mind. I, I don't find the answer in this place. And I want to change it because university is great space. It's state of mind. University is not only an institution, yeah. 
It's great opportunity to meet old people with young people, different backgrounds, humanistic oriented to technically oriented to uh, I don't know computer and and another another way oriented people. It means. I, I think that it is it is place for meeting, for sharing and ideas and for learning from each other. I keep telling to my students, just, okay, when we are at school, it's unique time for us. What we learned here, it is the most valuable time because to find information, you, you know better how to do it. You are able uh, to arrange it maybe better than me. Yeah, because you have much more possibilities and you are younger and, and better and, and so on. But to be there, to share it, to learn, it is, it is the possibility, very possibility here, here and now at school. Who's the target group for your course? Uh, those are, I think that about half of the students are students from different faculties of the technical, technical university. And about half of the students are Erasmus students. Huh. Yeah, it means majority of them are from from different countries, from Korea, Spain, Portugal, Greece, yeah, Asia countries, sometimes some Africa country, and and so on. It means sometimes it's question of language as well because I have to speak simply enough to be understandable for those people. Uh, sometimes I know that I I speak very simple English, but. I hope it's necessary because it's very easy to complicate things, but it's quite difficult to it's make it more simple. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> How is it to work with people from so much different cultural backgrounds? For me, it's simply great. It is something I, I always wanted. You know, I, I studied in Lomonosov University in this ethic and aesthetics. It wasn't possible to study in the Czech Republic. Yeah, It means as a teacher, I went to the, to the Moscow and it was first time I have met international community. And for me, it was great. It's, it's possible to speak Russian with people from Africa, from Asia. Wow, great. Yeah. It means it was it was first time. Yeah. I, I learned just to be in international community. And you know it's drag to, to be in international community. Maybe you know it as well, yeah, because you have such a, a lot of nice, great people from different countries and they are usually a little bit more proactive than majority of the students. It means At least they had to arrange it sometimes. They had to decide to go. I love to meet my former students after five, 10, 15. Lots of my students uh, who are much more than 30 years just are my friends, of course. And I used to sometimes do sports as canoeing and then so on with them. And now, <laughs> uh, yeah, they are my doctors. One of one of the doctors who was in the hospital when I just uh, gave birth to, to my third uh, daughter. Yeah, it means he, he was my former student. Yeah, and it, is, it is something. <laughs> it is. It, it is great, yeah, because I can imagine them. Okay, they are sitting, maybe it's boring at, at the school, at the classroom, 
But I can imagine then as a, as a construction engineers, yeah. yeah. And uh, by the way, I have here in in Vienna, I have one of my student former. He he was study of architecture and and construction engineering. Uh, he was my student. I don't know, 2013 or something like that. He is working in architectonics uh, office here in Vienna, and they made some some great project. And he sent it to me. What what they built? Yeah, and and I I just showed it to to my students. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just take a look. He was, he was your colleague like student. <laughs> yeah, and now we yeah, just take a look what they have done. And it's international international group uh, of of architects in in this uh, architecture office, mm -hmm. especially construction engineering. It is teamwork. Basically, it's possible uh, to be built something by one person, but it's nonsense and it doesn't have sense. Mm -hmm. What do you learn from your students in these courses? I'm, I'm learning all the time from them. You know, last year uh, I had a great uh, student from, from architecture and they are studying different subjects. And they prepared a project for all, all the students. It was about 50 people in, in this group. And it was a very simple task. You are to build the town. And they've, they have been about six groups. And make the discussion who would make what. You need to have the uh, church and hospital and school and, and just living buildings and, and playground and everything in the town. Just start with the end of mind, create something, what group prepare what, and then create it, this town. Yeah? It took about, about, I don't know, 40 minutes, maybe 50. And I think that nearly everyone who were uh, involved of this project were surprised. Yeah? How great model they prepared. And I think maybe they, they could be good advisor yeah, for, for the office Vienna town or magistrate or something like that. Yeah, because maybe, uh, yeah, it was, it was useful. It was great. And I am, I am learning happiness from them. When something is maybe from the very beginning, we didn't believe that it's possible. I don't know. I have never done it. Uh, like this interview, yeah, it's my f <laughs> complete premiere. It's it's first time for me, yeah. And after that, when it's finished, yes, great. I am good enough to do it, yeah. And I am with my colleague, with another students. I can share it, and it is it is something, what just gives me a chance to still learning, to be young with them, to be excited of new ideas. What I can study from them. I'm learning from their questions. Okay, what if? Oh, sorry, it's a question I have never asked to myself. Mm -hmm. I, I have to think of it. Yeah, and of course, I'm doing my best to answer them as best way I can. Yeah, it means, yeah, it is something what, what I'm still learning from them. You were teaching in different contexts. You started at the Faculty of Medicine and mm -hmm. then Pedagogics and then the Technical mm -hmm. University. Is management universally valid? It depends what, what you think about management. I think that management and leadership are just universal points. And no matter uh, if you are leading your home 
or just some project or company or, or your own life. You need both. But during the socialism time, I was teaching ethic, aesthetics and philosophy. It was the same. Uh, Greek philosophers asked the same question. Okay, what was the first? What was next? What is the life we are living? What is uh, the highest value as a, as a teacher of ethics? Okay, looking for what is the high, highest value in life and then the rule, okay, do your very best to reach this value. And of course, different types of ethics, different types of philosophy, because it depends what is this higher value, how I call my God, how I call the universe, what is my belief in the world. It is the same when I was working in, with the scouts in Australia. For Gilwell Badges, it was one week in Gilwell Park uh, in Melbourne, in, in Australia. And it was about the value of scout movement. And there have been about 18, 20 people there. People from different religion, from Buddhist, from atheist, from uh, some Arabic people, Rabin, uh, it means Jewish person, different, different people, different background. And every day, one of us or group of, of those people have a service for the others. It means some prayer before the eating, before the meal, some service in the morning, in the evening, maybe some uh, singing, mantra, and, and praying, and, and so on. And I admit it very much to know for this day, for example, six scouts from Arabic country. It means six times a day we have found in what direction is Mecca, and we think about or thought about our God, whatever it is, or he or she or it is. And I can remember great songs they were able to, to sing. And around the campfire, it was really, really strong moments with those people. It means, yeah, I, I think that we have much more things which are united for all of us than differences we have. Is teaching ever get boring for you? You're teaching the, mm. I don't want to say the same topic, but in the same context for a lot of years now, is it ever get boring? <laughs> no, it's better and better. I, I still feel that I have to learn much more because this is lots of new books and new ideas and videos and, and uh, great people yeah, who, are, uh, who are all around the world and One of the, one of the um, challenge I have when I meet some student and he asks me about someone. Wow, okay, I have never heard this name. Okay, I'm going to the Google, ask, ah, yeah, it's him or her. Yes, and it, it, it is great. Yes, she has this idea. Uh, it's similar what uh, I am teaching to my students. Ah, okay, this young one, yeah, he's teaching something. Yeah, I'm doing for 30 years. Yeah, but he's doing it better way than me. Yeah, I can learn from him. Yeah, <laughs> it, is, it is something. Yeah, I, I still, it's, it's better and better. 
you are also involved in two projects at your university, I've read. I hope I'm right. One on public-private partnership, possibilities in, st in the construction in the Czech Republic. Uh. Uh, of course, Or I have some scientific projects. Yeah, it's about, uh, for example, water management. Sometimes they ask me about some uh, social question concerning to some, some construction project. Now we are working in, in, the, in one project, um, which is uh, cooperation between, between private sphere and, and just state, uh, state sphere, how they can cooperate to uh, better serve to the people in, in communities. It means it is the project I'm involved now. Uh, last year, I was uh, part of the project about academic integrity and about plagiarism in different countries. It was a huge project in 57 countries, so plus minus, yeah, and we have done it in Balkan countries. It means we have been there asking to the teachers and students and, and so just to go through some questionnaire and we have done some focus group with, with students, how they feel about it, what, what they know, how they are educated about this topic and, and so it means this, it was huge research, it was big conference in Brno, this year it would be in Turkey somewhere, another conference and, and so, yes, those are still still projects I'm, I'm working on. But your focus is on teaching and your heart Yeah, my, my heart is in, in teaching. My heart is at school. When, when I found uh, some new idea, new project, new topic, I start thinking, okay, how to get it to my students? Because, you know, I think I started long time ago, I have learned something, yeah, I have forgotten lots of things, uh, I did lots of mistakes, and, and so, but my students have a possibility to start on this very point I finished. It means I am doing my best to give it to them, and because they are younger and maybe more clever, uh, better educated, and, and so on, they can do great things. Your recurring teaching mobilities within the program CEPES, which mm -hmm. is a networking program for yeah. universities in mm -hmm. Central and Eastern European mm -hmm. countries, as well as in Austria. Your university, the Brunner Technical University, is part of this network yes. for more than 10 years, I think. I think, yeah, from 2006, five, yes. six. I'm yes. not sure, but yeah. yeah. What, what are the benefits for the university or for your department or for your mm -hmm. personal work for being in this network? For me, uh, not only CEPUS, every mobility uh, include Erasmus, of course, but I admit CEPUS very much because I think that Austria is one or maybe an only former Western country who started. I, I think that you have been the first power to, to start it, to, to help the countries form a socialism, uh, socialist country. Bulgaria, Romania, Czech Republic, Poland, and this, these countries. Uh, I was in uh, Romania, Macedonia, Bulgaria, I think, Yeah, and in, in, in different countries through the CEPUS program. I admit that there is not very much regulations what to do. Just, okay, go there, meet people and do your very best. 
it is uh, comparing it with Erasmus program, uh, which is great, yeah, and it gives lots of possibility to me and to my students to travel a lot and to know other people and other countries and, and so on. I, I prefer Cephus, <laughs> of course, because it gives me the chance to, to be here in Vienna and to teach there. You know, I start because there was no one who were keen to go for such a long time to Vienna. For, One of uh, my intention was to go uh, here to learn German. <laughs> I I don't speak German. I speak much more English, even Russian here. <laughs> not not very much German. I can understand something, yeah, but I'm not speaking German till now. Maybe <laughs> I still have some time. <laughs> You're also director and owner of an organization called yeah. Uluru. Which is the Australian AS Rock, the English, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, the English uh, name for it? What is this organization offering? You know, uh, it is the organization I meet after the revolution in 1992. I meet some some basic mental technique. I knew something about personal development before, about about some psychology and things like that before. This organization who comes from Australia, it was one guy uh, from Czechoslovakia who, uh, who married uh, some Maor lady from New Zealand. And after the revolution, they returned back to the Czechoslovakia and after 93 into the Czech Republic and start, uh, start the organization called Golden Mind. And... I was very reserved to uh, to this type of course because it finished even with fire walking, yeah. And I didn't believe very much that it could help, yeah. I had a feeling that it's some adrenaline, uh, adrenaline experience, and and so. But after I had some problems, I mean, uh, with with my health, with with my head, yes, I I went into the course and it helped me a lot. And I felt responsible to spread it into uh, the more more people. And they uh, returned back after about six years. And uh, when I was in Australia, I was took a look in the Alpha Dynamic course, which is a similar course of, of this mental technique. Uh, it's basically about neuro-linguistic programming. I was I was there. I, I was an instructor of, of this Golden Mind Czech Republic for, for this guy. And when they return back to Australia, I have to decide to continue with my own company or just to cancel it. It means I named it Uluru, which was my dream. When we went into Australia, I, I dreamt this, yes, to, to get there to feel it, the spirit yeah, in, in this very place. And as I told you, we didn't have nearly any money yeah, in, in Melbourne, spending there all the time. And, and so, but I had it in my head <laughs> all the time with, with my kids and, and with my husband and so. And uh, after some time, we get there. And when I was in the top of Uluru, Uluru I just meditated there for a while. And for me, it was complete transformation. After this meditation, I knew that I, I will base the company named Uluru and I want to spread it to help other people just to how to be more happy, how to decide intuitively, how to just listen 
to themselves, how to heal themselves just naturally, natural way, how to communicate, really communicate, not to speak with mobile phone and with another, and I'm speaking with you looking somewhere, and I'm not really here because I'm thinking about something. Yeah, when I really speak to you, just to look at you, to, to be really with you, it means from heart to heart. And it is something I think we need very much. It's still no matter how how great technology we have, we still need to be with each other and to communicate with each other, but to listen what community needs from us, what we need from them, and to communicate to uni- universe, to, to Mother Nature, no matter how we want to call it. Do we need it more than 20 years ago? Of course. It's, I think that those are basic philosophical questions for whole life. And it's for whole humankind. Because <laughs> I, I think we have no other alternative. You mentioned you have six grandchildren. Do yeah. you need or do you benefit from your management skills in your big family as well? Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, sometimes the mothers are not confidential enough to themselves, to their skills, because, you know, I was only at home with, with my kids and I, I don't know anything how to do it. But, you know, be mom of three kids You have to be manager, I mean natural manager, multitasking, uh, yeah, how to organize things, yeah, from, from the early in the morning <laughs> till, till the evening, what, what to do when you are feel, uh, ill, then they are ill, when anything happens, when you are alone, when, I don't know, the school is closed because of, I don't know, some illness, yeah, when the weather is bad. <laughs> I, I think that you need natural managerial skills. And my, my daughter, my youngest daughter, she has three kids as well. And, you know, sometimes I'm just uh, proudly watch her or my older daughter as well. Yeah, just <laughs> and my son, he helps her, his, his wife very much yeah, with, with their daughter. And I'm, I'm very proud of them. To, to watch them how they are able to organize everything. Because the wife of my son, she's a scientist. She's a neuropsychologist. Traveling a lot to, to America, to Harvard School, yeah, and to Canada, and, and so. And this small kid is, is not easy. Yeah? And it, it's great to watch them how they are able to organize everything. Sometimes, yeah, I'm... I'm still working and I feel that I should be at home to help them. <laughs> But, okay, it's their task and they are good enough to, uh, to be able to, to, to organize everything. <laughs> yeah. Finally, what are your plans for the future? <laughs> good question. Yeah, for the third part of my life. <laughs> yeah, still to be a good teacher. My intention is to teach the future teachers just to give them whatever i found it means maybe with some articles maybe maybe with some research and so of course to still be a good mom 
to be able to help my kids and to be good grandma. And of course, yeah, when I'm retired and my husband is retired, we plan to live uh, near Brno in, in village with our garden and to be able to have all of our grandchildren and, and kids just uh, to have time for them, to be able to answer all of their questions. Hopefully they would have some. <laughs> and to be able to answer our own question. It still sounds like a lot of work to do. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Dana Linkeshova, thank you very much for being my guest on Alumni Audio Lab. I wish you good luck with your course and for your third mm. part of your life and all the best with your future plans. Thank you very thank much. You very It much. was my privilege to be here with you. Thank you very much. Alumni Audio Lab.